T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Marty Schaefer. I'm Eric Thomas. Here's what's happening. As you may have heard on the CBS Hourly News, the death toll from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria has now passed 11,000, and the search for survivors grows even more grim. KCBS's Matt Bigler joins us now live with the latest. Matt? Eric, rescue workers do continue to find survivors amongst the rubble in Turkey. But those moments of joy are growing increasingly rare. Now, 72 hours after the 7.8 magnitude earthquake, the death toll now over 11,000 in Turkey and Syria, and tens of thousands are injured. There are people missing. There are children uh, found, but their parents uh, are not found. So um, they're in uh, brought to other cities' uh, hospitals. Gozde Ozkaze, international editor with the Mesopotamian News Agency in Ankara, says some hospitals collapsed in the earthquake. Food, water, medicine increasingly scarce there. The Turkish government has declared a state of emergency. Ozkaze says President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is using that to crack down on opposition voices in the media. Two uh, very famous um, opposition uh, anchors were, you know, uh, they started an investigation against them. Uh, One journalist was detained. International aid groups are just now arriving on the scene with many of those much-needed supplies. If you'd like to donate, we have links to ways to help out at kcbsradio.com. Reporting live, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Thank you, Matt. Oakland Police Chief Laron Armstrong continues to press forward in his demand for reinstatement after being put on administrative leave by Mayor Sheng Tao. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports live. Armstrong has sent a letter to the mayor and police commission. Mike? That's right, Margie. What's actually in this formal request is confidential. But Oakland Police Chief Laron Armstrong says broadly it details the flaws in the report released by the law firm working with the federal monitor, alleging Armstrong mishandled two instances of misconduct by OPD officers. Armstrong faults the report, arguing he acted based on the information he had at the time, following all policies and procedures of the Oakland Police Department, saying plainly he's done nothing wrong. Frankly, the confidential report and information provided by the monitor is embarrassing. It's inaccurate. It contradicts itself about the role that I played in this case. Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao has stood by the move to place Armstrong on administrative leave, saying it allows for any necessary corrective action to be taken. This is a process. The process is that when in, when someone is under investigation, they are put on paid administrative leave. It is not punitive. Armstrong says he's received support from the NAACP and other diverse community groups. OPD has been under federal oversight for two decades. Reporting live, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Thanks, Mike. Also in Oakland, city officials and the Oakland A's are once again talking about plans for a new ballpark at Howard Terminal. Mayor Tao said uh, during the annual mayor's economic forecast meeting yesterday at the Marriott City Center that negotiations with the team are looking good. 
Any ballpark deal would have to be approved by the Oakland City Council. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has banned the practice of requiring city appointees to submit undated resignation letters. KCBS's Chris Ancarlo reports the measure comes in response to a policy once used by the mayor. Mayor Breed asked for the letters from some of her appointees before reversing course after the letters became public. This practice came to light when Police Commissioner Max Carter Oberstone blew the whistle after the mayor's office pressured him to make statements undermining the police commission's proposed policy to ban pretext traffic stops. Supervisor Dean Preston introduced the ordinance, which explicitly says undated resignation letters are against city policy. The decision whether to resign is the commissioner's and cannot be delegated to the appointing authority. Supervisor Raphael Mandelman voted against the ordinance. In my view, this ordinance is absolutely unnecessary. There's a philosophical difference about what mayors should have the authority to do. I don't think it was a terrible thing that the mayor sought these letters. I think especially as regards important bodies that oversee important departments that are charged with carrying out the mayor's policy, it is reasonable for her to maintain or try to maintain some level of direction or control. The ordinance bans the practice not only for the mayor, but any city official with appointment powers. Chris Ancarlo, KCBS. Twitter is making yet another change that would start charging people for something that has previously been open access on the platform. The Twitter API, which allows anyone to find and analyze public Twitter data and enables things like research, automated accounts like emergency alert notifications and other content. For more on this, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Joshua Tucker, New York University professor of politics and co-director of the NYU Center for Social Media and Politics. Joshua, thanks for joining us this morning to uh, discuss this. You're part of the Coalition for Independent Technology, and you issued an open letter on this. What do you see as the biggest risks involved? Thanks, Eric and Margie, for having me on this morning. Um, Yeah, so we're all in the research community quite concerned about this. And the reason is, is because people who are doing research using Twitter data, which means people who are informing the public about what is happening on the platform and what is the impact of this platform on society on so many things that we care about here, ranging from, as you said before, alerts during during, uh, natural disasters to national security questions like whether or not there are foreign influence attempts going on to just the impact of the platform on politics generally, uh, we are all at risk of losing uh, an important form of access to the platform and to the data on the platform because of these changes. How much research relies on the Twitter API? Well, so almost all of the research that's done relies on the Twitter API. So it's important to note what a couple of different things are happening here simultaneously. One is people who use the Twitter API for research were given approximately one week's notice about this kind of very dramatic change that was going to happen. The second thing is, to be very clear, the discussion now is not about shutting down access to the API entirely, but about charging to the API. So there are two concerns here. One is, this may price out all sorts of work that's done by people who are doing it pro bono just for free. Lots of the bots, that, you know, the fun kind of bots on Twitter that will send you a message a day or a picture a day, those are all going to disappear because those people are just doing that in their own free time and they're not going to pay the money that's necessary to continue it. But for the research community, you run the risk of pricing out civil society groups, you run the risk of pricing out journalists, you run the risk of pricing out, you know, individual graduate students who are working on what could become very important research here. 
The other issue is, is that by doing this so quickly, we actually don't know what's going to happen on Friday. And no one, we don't have a way to begin to pay for this data right now. So we don't know if all sorts of research projects, even those that could afford to pay for the data going forward, are going to be shut down inadvertently tomorrow. Have they said how much they're going to charge? I mean, all we know about this is basically what we're seeing on Twitter. Um, And so there was one tweet that said $100 a month. Which would mean if you're a graduate student who's sort of running a project for a couple of years, all of a sudden this is going to cost you a couple of thousands of dollars. Uh, but again, we're all waiting to see, you know, what is actually going to happen on Friday. And many projects require more than one account to be working on it. So these kind of expenses can add up quickly. So there's the immediate concern of what's going to happen Friday. There's the longer range concern of who's going to be priced out of this and who's just going to choose not to do this super important research that needs to be done. Yeah, Joshua, the other side of this coin is that uh, public safety could also be affected, right? These automated alerts go out when something bad happens in your neighborhood. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we've, I've written about this before, about how what ends up happening with these platforms is that platforms make a decision about one issue. So clearly here it seems like Twitter is thinking about revenue, which is, of course, a legitimate Uh, you know, a a legitimate goal for Twitter to be thinking about. But because so many people depend on the the platform and depend on these policies, and in this case, depend on the API, there's this tremendous, tremendous possibility of collateral damage where Twitter probably wasn't thinking about any of the things, these kind of automated alerts that you're talking about or the research that I'm talking about. They were thinking about other questions. But that's the problem. The platforms are so interconnected now that it's easy for this kind of collateral damage to occur in these cases and really valuable services to society to suddenly be shut down because of a policy that was made for a totally different reason. Thank you so much for your expertise and being on KCBS. We've been joined by Joshua Tucker, New York University professor of politics and co-director of the NYU Center for Social Media and Politics. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying play KCBS. Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.